Welcome to the first episode of the Culture Encounter podcast of the new year, the first episode of the Culture Encounter podcast of 2024. I am your host, Chad Ombi, and I'm so happy to be here uh, with you today uh, to do our first episode of the new year. I hope everyone had a restful holiday in um, whichever way you choose to celebrate or not celebrate, but I do hope everyone had a restful end of the year and a happy new year. Uh, so kind of let's set the stage a little bit. Let's hit the reset button since we are in a new year. Uh, again, this is the culture encounters podcast representing the culture encounters organization, um, based out of Virginia. Uh, I am your host again, Chad Ombi. I have been with culture encounters since the beginning, way back in its infancy in 2015 when it was a whole other organization, but now, uh, we are Culture Encounters, and our mission is to ignite cultural curiosity, knowledge, and appreciation in our region through the transformative powers of the arts, shared experiences, and open dialogue while serving as a model for global harmony. Uh, that is our mission statement. Everything we do is to that end. Everything we do is to help bridge uh, any sort of disconnect or gap between different cultures, different communities, in order to make the world more harmonious. Um, again, I am your host, Chad Ombi. Um, I am a teacher by trade. I am an educator. As you can see, I am a podcaster. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong learner. I am someone who does this podcast because I want to learn about different cultures. I want to learn about uh, the experiences uh, of people um, who have similarities and differences to me, and I want to embrace those similarities and differences and provide just some sort of platform for people to share their story and their experiences so that I can learn from them um, and hopefully our viewers can learn from them because there's so much uh, rich history, rich heritage, rich cultural backgrounds, rich connections to be made. Uh, and that is really our purpose here at Culture Encounters is to help uh, have conversations that do connect and make connections with people. Speaking of conversations that connect, uh, that is the whole point of our episode today. Uh, we are going to be doing a series in 2024 uh, entitled um, Conversations That Connect, in which we have several conversations uh, and dialogues about different cultures and bridging these uh, gaps and creating connections. The first one of these is going to be happening on January 26th at six o'clock, six o'clock PM. That's January 26th at six o'clock PM. And that information will be posted in the description below. Um, but uh, that first conversation is going to be bridging gaps between Africans in the uh, diaspora. I apologize if I said that wrong. Um, but this will be happening again, uh, this conversation, this panel of experts, this panel of individuals, um, will be, uh, happening January 26th at 6 PM, um, at Dory Park. And again, that information will be posted below and you'll also get to learn how you can sign up to be a part of this conversation. Uh, but first we're going to have a little preview about this conversation. We're going to have a little preview, um, about, uh, this experience, so to speak. And, and for that, I want to bring in my guest at this time, who I'm very excited about. We are very lucky today to have the host uh, of this panel, the moderator of this panel. Uh, we're going to have uh, Miss Vivian Adote, uh with us today. 
Um, and uh, she, again, will be hosting this panel. Um, this panel, again, entitled uh, Bridging Gaps Between Africans and the Diaspora. Uh, so let's go ahead and bring her in now, shall we? Uh, hello, Vivian. How are you? I'm good, Chad. Thank you so much for um, having me. And yeah. I loved your introduction. Oh, thank and you. I love how you. you want to learn about other cultures. I love it. That's thank you. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, you know, I think uh, learning is important for sure um, about anybody and everyone. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, Vivian, for being here and, and taking time out of your day to have a discussion with us today. Um, so, um, I want to first talk about the concept of diaspora. Um, what is that? What does that term mean to you? Um, and um, talk a little bit about um, how that has affected different communities. Sure. Diaspora is pretty much a term used when, <clears throat> or well, it relates to people who have been dispersed from the original homeland like let's say Africans, right? Right. You know, continent of Africa. Lots of people leave the original homeland, which would be Africa, and are all over the world. US, Europe, all over. So those are that's what when we, we speak of diaspora, that's what that means. So people who have been dispersed from the original homeland, pretty much. Right. Okay. Um, so are, does this, you know, mean people who were dispersed by choice, who choose to move and immigrate to another country? Or is this referencing people who have been displaced? Like, for example, um, the, like, uh, the partition of India and Pakistan, you know, people are going to a different country because of boundary lines changing. And a lot of them were displaced from their homes. Um, does that term apply to people who purposely um, branch out from their home country or is it a forced thing or both? Yeah, that all of the above, because the whole term is, yeah, you know, immigrants leave, you know, and come to other lands or, you know, slave trade comes into mind too. You know, people right. were taken from the original homeland, home country and dispersed into a new world. Um, so all of the above, sometimes by choice and sometimes not, right? But um, all in all, is just pretty much covering anybody, people who are literally, you know, leaving their home country and then going to other other worlds or other places, other countries. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and that, that is the topic it seems, or, or, um, part of the topic, at least for this panel. Um, so discuss a little bit about the, the panel coming up on the 26th of January. Uh, how did the panel come about and ultimately what are we hoping to accomplish with it? Sure. So Amma, my wonderful, wonderful friend. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. She had uh, reached out to me with this concept and we just worked together and tackled it um coming up with good panels panelists for this discussion and this has been uh the the topic with um africans and african americans the differences 
it's as old as time, you know. Um, although there are differences, there are lots of similarities, you know. We're pretty much, our origins of um, African Americans are from Africa, right? Through right, the right. transcontinental slave trade, right? Mm-hmm. So they came here, well, they were brought here. And then, of course, we Africans are the original Africans, but there's that connectivity, right? Uh, right. We share lots of music and food um, and cultures, right? Just in different ways. But uh, nonetheless, the differences is what we're going to talk about and how to bridge that gap on those differences. Because many times, us Africans, some Africans may look to African Americans as a certain way or have certain derogatory names for them or and vice versa. Some African Americans view Africans in a different light, right? Negatively, negatively. So we're gonna hash all that out <laughs> and and see how we can bridge our differences um, in right. that way. Uh, that sounds amazing. Um, you know, that sounds like a really eye-opening conversation. So um, let's talk a little bit about your experiences with that. Um, so what made you um, what made you decide, you know, that this is the conversation you wanted to be a part of? Um, what life experiences have you had that have impacted your views on this? Sure. Well, when Amma reached out to me as a fellow Ghanaian, um, I, I was just super excited because I get to work with her another Ghanaian, and this concept of community culture is just fantastic. It's uh, um, something that we need in Richmond, to be honest. Culture is imperative, especially nowadays with a lot of divisions and divisiveness going on. Sure. This is something that will bring us together um, so that we can even sometimes hard topics, it's good to open it up so that we can discuss, right? Right. Um, the Many times things are resolved by communication. And, you know, maybe, you know, let, let me give you an example. <laughs> maybe, you know, sometimes a six is written this way and a nine is written this way, right? But depending right. on where you're standing, you may think that's a nine and I may think that's a six, right? But if we have that differences in viewpoints, depending on where we're standing, if we don't talk about it, we may be seeing the same number, in this case, a nine or six. It may be a nine, but because of where you're standing, you're, you're saying it's a six. And then maybe I'm saying, no, it's a nine. But then when we view it at the same lens, in this case, we can figure out, hey, we're we're talking about the same thing, <laughs> right? That, so right, that, right, that, yeah. Communication would just clear it up, and then that will open even further dialogue, which will then bring us even closer. Right, for sure. That's amazing, and I love that because there are so many people, you know, um, you know, so many of those decision makers across the world who, you know benefit from us not being united, right? You benefit from us not 
being in communication with one another. So I think these conversations are really important for that, you know, to, um, you know, bring us together. And I love that metaphor you used of the, 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 you know, looking at a number and seeing two completely different things. I think that that, uh, that's so fascinating to me, how two people can look at the same thing and see something different based on everything that they've experienced beforehand. Right. You know, like if you've been, if you've been taught your whole life that that's how you draw a six, that's how you're going to see six. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, And I I think that that's really, really eye-opening, at least for me, you know, to, to try to take that into consideration when I'm having a conversation with somebody um, that, you know, they may not see the world the same way that I do because they were, they have different life experiences than I do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, this, this conversation sounds like it's going to be incredibly um, important for bridging this gap and having this conversation. Um, What, so you mentioned being from Ghana um, or being, uh, are you from Ghana or your family is from Ghana? Yes, um, I am Ghanaian. Um, I was born there, but at a young age, uh, my family moved to Canada, Ontario. So, um, I, I grew up in Canada. I went to school there and everything like that. So uh, this is my third gig in the U.S. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes, I, I'm now here in the U.S. It, so um, you've, you've lived in three different, three vastly different areas. Um, so uh, talk to me a little bit about that. Um, what has it been like for you having to essentially, you know, live in three different areas? Was there a little bit of a learning curve to uh, adjust to your new setting? Um, what What has the experience been like for you as an immigrant in both Canada and in the U.S.? Well, Chad, let me tell you, um, <laughs> coming from, well, when I left Ghana, I was very young, you know, and you know, we actually came to Canada when it was winter. So that was a big eye-opening seeing snow. (laughs) (laughs) Seeing snow for the first time. Um, Sure. And then in in Canada, um, when, when we, we went, when, when I moved to Canada with my family, I was fortunate. I knew English because I went to a private school in Ghana, but When I came to Canada, I did take ESL, um, English as a Second Language, and it was fantastic. I loved my teacher. So, you know, I did that. And then, um, you know, grew up, all that, did did that, all that Canuck stuff, Canadian stuff. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Phil, had my fill with maple syrup and poutine. And then, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I had poutine <laughs> for the first time two summers ago. I was in Vermont. <laughs> And oh, I had okay. it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is delicious!" People, <laughs> people in Virginia, we don't, we don't know, we don't know what we're missing. <laughs> I'm telling you, my fellow Virginians, y'all got to get on the poutine. It's, it's where it's at. <laughs> oh my gosh, but, Chad, you're killing me. You loved it that much? <laughs> I really did. It, I really Ooh. did. I mean, what's not to love? Fries, good. Gravy, good. Cheese, Cheese good. And gravy. But, yeah, it's all you need. It's like the essential food groups right there. Oh, well, so you have to now try some good maple syrup from Canada, too. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, well, I'm so glad you 
actually have tried poutine, so you didn't think it was too foreign. That's good. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, I, I made it a point when I was up there to be like, oh, I need to try this. But that's that, awesome. you know, that that actually, but that's a cultural thing too, right? You know, um, you know, it is a thing from Canada. Um, and I believe comes from uh, French culture, right? The, the name, I right. think, yeah, makes me think French, right? Um, yeah. but, um, other things too, like different experiences that we may take for granted. Like, I don't remember a time in my life where I hadn't seen snow. Like, I, I can't remember the first time in my life that I saw snow. I just remember knowing what snow was. <laughs> Uh, and, and knowing what it looks like. Whereas like, conversely, there are things that like from Ghana, I'm sure I wouldn't like have experienced oh. as well. Right. Like I hadn't tried um, like the food. Uh, like I've had some of the food now as an adult um, that mm -hmm. Ama has made me uh, that I've known Good. her in the time that I've known her. But, Good. you know, I, if you had said to me, hey, do you want some uh, jalap rice? I'd be like, I don't know what that is. Um, but would you be willing to try it? I, now I would be, yes. As a child, okay. I, I would have been like, I don't know what that yeah. is. That's different. Yeah. And I do wonder if that is something that's instilled in us, right? You know, we're in, from a young age, I think it's either instilled in you to accept things that are different and try them, mm -hmm. or it's mm -hmm. instilled in you to stay in your, your bubble, right? Right. Uh, so um, what part of, in your own personal, like, cultural identity um, what impact has that had on you as far as your own sense of identity and sense of self versus, mm -hmm. you know, are you, do you see yourself as Canadian, as Guyan, or a combination of the two, or is it both? Yeah. Is it neither? And how do you kind of navigate that? So, so Chad, I'm always Ghanaian first. So, you know, I'm, I'm actually Ghanaian Canadian American, right? I do right. have three citizenships. Um, but let me tell you the difference back to um, your question with in terms of moving here from Canada, moving from Canada to the US. Right. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'll tell you this, Chad. I experienced my first racism here in America. Okay. I had never experienced racism in Canada, but here I experienced my first racism. I also which was very shocking. I didn't even know it was racism. Somebody had to tell me <laughs> that oh that's God. what I was. <laughs> I, I was so oblivious to it because it's something I, I had never experienced. And then right. another thing is that I was not used to people not um, taking how I speak. Like my English apparently was very different from how other Americans spoke. And really? so I always thought, yeah, I, I I always got these looks. <laughs> I always got these looks and I always like, why are they looking at me like this? Right. And, right. you know, one time somebody said, Vivi, you don't have a twang or whatever, some kind of. <laughs> right. Like, they, <laughs> my English is not, you know, like everybody else's English. Um, but then it depends on what setting I was into. Um, so depending on what social settings or what activity or you know what I'm involved with then that's more noticeable than not right right um yes so and here in America I also find that um a lot of people like depending on again what circles I'm in people haven't traveled outside um 
their state or even their neighborhood, some of them. Um, and I always encourage people to explore and it's a big world out there. I always encourage them to travel when, you know, when they, when, when they have that opportunity and even when they can't travel, just experience different cultures, either through food or through some kind of festival or even going to the museum, you know, so right. I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of culture and getting to know other people that are different from yourself. Right. Um, so here in America, I, I haven't, when I first moved here, I was not experiencing that a lot. Like in Canada, that's, I mean, it was just fantastic. You don't even think about it. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> I was just in culture all the time. My friends, I have great friends who, you know, from Pakistan, another one from Barbados, Jamaica, you know, it just I had a, a multiple, multiple friends who are, you know, from all over. It's multicultural. I have multicultural friendships. <laughs> right. And that's that's awesome. Uh, so um, from what you were telling me, I'm, I'm sorry you had that, ex you know, the experience when you did come to America, oh, yeah, um, you know, we we have as a as a country historically, um, you know, we're leaps and bounds from where we were. But I think it's important to remember that the work isn't done, um, and I think that really segues into um, the importance of our panel, the importance of conversations that connect, so that we can continue to do that work, so that we can, you know, make it so fewer and fewer people have have to experience that still, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, you know, sad that it's still happening, um, you know, to the degree that it is, but hopefully, uh, amazing people like yourself and others having these conversations, um, and providing these platforms for people to tell their stories, um, you know, in these panels, uh, and sharing their experiences with the rest of us will really be helpful and, and navigating that, you know, for people. Yes. I agree. And, you know, Chad, the thing is, people have to be open to change and right. to to be able to look at a different lens, you know, and get a different perspective. Right. Like sure. Amma and I, we will do this. And of course, we want the community involved. We We hope to touch and have some kind of impact. Right. Sure. But at the end of the day, you know, that individual has to be open to it and, you know, um, willing to take on or experience and talk and share and get to know other people and ask questions and, you know, explore some more. But, you know, Alma and I are here to do our due diligence <laughs> and, you right. know try and, and try and uh, be in that community so that we can make some kind of impact. Absolutely. So if you were uh, somebody coming and sitting and listening to this panel, what would you, if somebody was coming to this panel to, to listen and learn something, what would you want the main takeaway to be from them for them? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, everyone will have a different viewpoint and takeaway depending on I may be listening to the same um, thing, but then what I get from it may be different from what you get from it, right? Right, right. So um, as long as you get something from it, 
Um, we just want people to come out and listen and see um, the different viewpoints um, within this sect, Africans and African-Americans, right? And get some um, aspects of where each is coming from, you know? So there's stereotypes that I know we've all experienced, but my my experience with stereotype to that African-Americans experience with stereotype could totally be different, you know? And so it depends on what they say and what they share. Um, but as long as people, people get something out of this conversation, um, we're, we're happy with that. Right. No, absolutely. That, that makes sense. And I'm again, very appreciative of the work that you are all doing um, to again, help bridge that gap and um, communicate, you know, all of these different experiences that you've had that other people have had. And hopefully, you know, again, these conversations can create a connection for people, um, you know, to connect to someone who is different than them. But like you said, you've got to be open to it. So hopefully this conversation helps somebody get more open to um, the experiences in a culture that might be different than their own and maybe helps you to think about a different perspective. Uh, Vivian, thank you so much for your time today. This has been an awesome conversation. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you, Chad. This was my first podcast. Interview. Oh my gosh, you were a pro. You did so good. I, I hope it was okay. <laughs> uh, it, it was wonderful. Uh, it was it, again. You were a pro. So uh, bringing it back again. Uh, join us at Culture Encounters for conversations that connect. Bridging Gaps Between the Africans and the uh, Diaspora, January 26th at 6 p.m. at Dory Park. Again, that information will be posted uh, in the um, comments below or in the conversation below in the description. Uh, Thank you again for your time, Vivian. Uh, Everyone has a great night. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. (laughs) 